Good morning, everybody. I am Jake with Mission 4110, and this is your morning moment for Wednesday morning. I hope you guys all had a great Christmas and got to spend a lot of time with your loved ones, and I hope that you were able to get gifts that you wanted or to give the gifts that you wanted to give to people. And I apologize. I said I would be here back Monday with a video, and, well, let's be honest, the holiday season got me a little bit, and I just didn't feel like doing one Monday morning. I wanted to enjoy the rest and the relaxation that the holiday had brought me just a little bit longer. So I hope you'll forgive me for that. But this morning, we're going to talk about another journey's end. Now, that's what we had been talking about all through the Advent and Christmas season was a journey that Mary and Joseph went on as they began to fulfill their calling in life that God had placed on them. And today, we're going to hear the story of two more people whose journey came to an end at the Christmas season with the birth of the baby Jesus. Now, this is a story that, honestly, I've kind of glanced over in reading the Bible several different times. This past Christmas season, I did the, the, the scripture reading where you read the book of Luke throughout Advent. You start on December 1st. And when you get to Christmas Eve, you read the part of the story of the resurrection. And it's kind of like putting the whole story of Jesus into one week. Or, I'm sorry, one Advent season, one month, whatever you have you. But, you know, it's crazy. As I read this part of the story way back on December 2nd, I said to myself, man, that would make a great message. And then, in like a span of two weeks, I've heard three different sermons on this exact section of scripture. And I said, you know what? I'm going to talk about it too. So our scripture reading today comes to us from Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 22. Now, when the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was, about, what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then she was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to thank them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth, and the children grew, the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Now I know that that was a very long 
scripture reading for a morning moment, but there's a lot to be said for that scripture reading, which is why I read it in its entirety. Mary and Joseph took the baby Jesus to be consecrated in the temple because he was the firstborn child, and they had to pay a price for him. They had to give an offering, either of two ewes or a pair of doves or two young pigeons, depending on the money situation for the family. And it was basically to buy the child from God because the baby was supposed to either be given to the service of God or a sacrifice made in their, their place. And while they're there, they come across this man named Simeon, who was told by the Holy Spirit that he would not pass away until he saw the Messiah. And as he held this little baby in his arms and looked down on him, he basically said to God that you can dismiss your servant now in peace, which basically means I'm ready to go. He had lived a long life. He had lived a long journey. He had probably had the exact same struggles that we all have, you know, financial struggle, struggles, relationship struggles, um, you name it. He probably dealt with it. And he finally said, after all of these years of waiting, I can finally die in peace because I have now laid my eyes on the Messiah. And then there was a, another prophetess named Anna who was also in the temple day and night. And worshiping God. She had dedicated her life to God since she became a widow. And they said that she was a widow for 80 until she was 84 years old, which is when she finally came in contact with the new Messiah. And after laying eyes on him, she went and began to preach about the little baby Messiah. Now, what can we pull from this? Well, and I think this is very fitting for where we are as we are drawing to the end of 2020. Notice that both Simeon and Anna had to wait. And they waited a long time. In fact, the entire nation of Israel had waited a long time. God hadn't spoken to the to the Jewish people in over 400 years. And with this Christmas story, God is not only talking to them, he's on earth with them. He's among them. He's living among them. And Simeon and Anna were so excited because their wait was finally over. Now we've talked about waiting before and I think that that is a very, I think that that's probably one of the biggest takeaways of 2020 is that waiting is an integral part of our lives. You know, we've had to wait for a lot of different things. We've waited when we were locked down, we were waiting to be let, to let loose, let free, to go back to our normal lives. You know, we've been waiting for a vaccine and now here it is. And we find ourselves waiting in so many different aspects, whether it's a relational waiting game or um, a family waiting game or a financial waiting. You know, maybe you want something, you know, you're, you're looking forward to maybe a new house or a new car and you find yourself waiting. Or maybe, you know, you feel that God is calling you to do something, but he's also saying you need to wait. You know, half the joy of our journeys in life is that waiting because it's during that waiting time where we can prepare ourselves, where we can prepare our minds and our hearts to doing what God wants us to do by by preparing us, by show, helping us to learn more, to to do more, to build us up, whether it's emotional or spiritual or even strength-wise. You know, all these things happen when we find ourselves waiting and I think, you know, the one sermon that I heard on this is from a pastor by the name of J.D. Greer. And he said, 
Waiting is a very important part of the Christian life. It is something that we are all having to do at one point or another. We find ourselves having to do it. And I think part of the reason why waiting is so valuable for us is because when we finally get whatever it is that we were looking forward to, well, we appreciate it more. I think that's a very important thing because, you know, we don't want to be unappreciative for the things that we have. I know a lot of people that have just been handed everything in life, and it's almost like they just squander it. They blow it. You know, what reminds me of the story of the prodigal son. You know, the father, instead of making his son wait for his inheritance, just hands it to him. And what does he do? He goes out and he squanders it. And I think that a lot of people, when they don't have to wait for something, well, they squander it. And so I would venture to guess that an important part of our Christian walk is waiting. So if you find yourself waiting, don't be angry, don't get frustrated, don't fret, don't frown. Just realize that maybe God is working on you. He's trying to show you what it is that he wants you to learn as you wait for his blessing. Let's pray. Father God, we always have to wait. It feels like no matter what it is in life that we want, there always has to be some kind of waiting associated with it. So, Lord, I just pray that we have the patience to, to wait, that we don't get angry, we don't get frustrated, that we're willing to wait. Lord, and as we wait, allow us to, allow us to see what it is that you're trying to teach us. We thank you and we praise you in your name. Amen. All right, everybody, we will see you right here Friday morning for your morning moment for the new year, your very first one for 2021. Take care. God bless. We'll see you Friday. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Mission 4110 podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's morning moment. You can connect with us further on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Mission 4110. Also, subscribe to our podcast so that you can listen to our newest messages when they release. For Mission 4110, I'm Jacob Mahaffey. Take care and God bless.